Ohio Republicans approve a gerrymandered map despite a constitutional change by voters that was supposed to prevent them from doing so. Ohio and 140 local governments have finalized an $808 million settlement with companies that caused the opioid crisis. And Hudson School officials answer some questions about the controversy raging over inappropriate creative writing topics in a high school class. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer for Friday, September the 17th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Ohio Republicans have approved a new state legislative map set that would allow them to maintain their veto-proof majority in the Ohio House and Senate, doing so without Democratic votes. That sets up an almost certain court battle and ensures, at the very least, the maps will have to be redrawn in four years. The new districts would likely award at least 62 of 99 House seats and 23 of 33 Senate seats to Republicans. There are two Republicans who cast decisive votes on Wednesday, Secretary of State Frank LaRose and Governor Mike DeWine. Both suggested the maps may be found unconstitutional by the courts. Ohio's new rules require maps to be politically proportionate with recent vote results, which these maps certainly are not. They also say the lines should not favor any political party, which these do, but both LaRose and DeWine voted for them anyway. Ohio and more than 140 local governments in the state have finalized an $808 million-plus settlement with the nation's three largest pharmaceutical distributors and drug maker Johnson & Johnson, to settle lawsuits related to the company's role in the opioid epidemic. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost announced Thursday that the state's agreement is part of a larger $21 billion deal to settle lawsuits filed by more than 3,000 state and local governments against Johnson & Johnson and drug distributors Amerisource Bergen, McKesson, and Columbus-based Cardinal Health. The drug companies have been accused of helping to make and or distribute billions of opioid painkiller pills in recent years, despite knowing they were being abused by addicts. Yost said during an online news conference that the money will be paid out over the next 18 years to help a state that has been ravaged by the crisis. Large numbers of people in Ohio and around the nation have become addicted to opioids via prescription pills, leading to thousands of overdeaths per year in Ohio. 55% of Ohio's money will go to a foundation that will pay for addiction treatment programs. Another 30% will go to local governments, with the remaining 15% going to the state. Hudson City Schools in Ohio has used a creative writing book with questions about orgasms and alcohol for five years without incident, But controversy raged this week when a parent took a closer look and circulated the questions in the community. The book, 642 Things to Write About, mostly has innocent questions to provoke creative thought, but it contains about a dozen that many consider inappropriate for a high school class, even if it is a college-level class for which parents signed a document acknowledging it would deal with adult themes, 
That document did not provide explicit examples of those themes. Superintendent Philip Herman and Hudson High School Principal Brian Wilch refused to discuss the controversy, which has become national news. Some people are questioning whether Hudson's mayor overreacted to the controversy by saying the school board members could be charged under child pornography laws for allowing the use of the book. Ohio Health Director Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff said Thursday that the current COVID-19 surge is placing a dangerous strain on Ohio's hospitals. Some have rescheduled elective procedures and diverted cases to other hospitals. Some health systems have temporarily reached full capacity. The current COVID-19 case rate is 683 per 100,000 residents, a 17% increase over last week, with daily reported cases over 7,000. Fall events that draw huge crowds, such as Oktoberfest celebrations, are gearing up across the state, and Vanderhoff recommended that people attending them wear masks. Contact tracing from large outdoor concerts this summer linked transmission of the virus to indoor events held before and after outdoor concerts. The owners of the Tower at Erie View announced that a high-end hotel concept will operate on the lower floors of the 529-foot building, adding another luxury option for travelers staying in downtown Cleveland, even as the coronavirus pandemic affects business and leisure travel. The owners of the East 12th Street office building, led by the Kasuf family, have signed an agreement with Marriott International to operate a 210-room W Hotel. The hotel will serve as the introduction of the W concept to Ohio and will be the brand's 25th hotel in the U.S. Above the hotel, the Kasuf's renovation plans include building 227 high-end apartments and more than 300,000 square feet of office space. They also plan to convert the building's 38th floor into a fine dining restaurant, capitalizing on its views of the lakefront and stature as the fourth tallest building in Cleveland and one of the tallest in Ohio. The $90 million project also will renovate the adjacent 130,000-square-foot Galleria by turning it into a lifestyle center, complete with a spa and gym. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. We hope you enjoy the weekend.